0: What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up?
1: What is up, Shamari? Uh, We're back with another uh, episode of the Imperial Broadcast. We, um, you know, had an interesting week in Star Wars, uh, an interesting week in Hollywood in general. Um, Obviously, you know, if you Mm -hmm. listen to Hero Talk this week, we talked... Large part of it was us talking about the, uh, the SAG strike uh, that 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 went into action this week. The uh, actors, Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm. uh, went in, uh, went into strike. Uh, on top of the fact that the writers have, which have already who have already been in strike for the past month or, for the past month or so um it's the first double actors writers strike uh that we've had i believe ej said on our show last week or earlier this week since 1960 something um Mm -hmm. so uh again major major uh deal right now in hollywood pretty much a shutdown at this point i mean you can't really operate in hollywood without writers and actors um so, you know, that includes Star Wars, obviously, and Bob Iger had some stuff to say about the strike in general, and he had some stuff to say about his approach to Marvel and Star Wars, so that'll we'll get to all that um, in the show. We've got, uh, you know, some, some conversations about Boba Fett, you know, we've talked about Boba Fett a couple of times now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really because we are talking about Boba Fett, but because tomorrow Morrison is coming out and saying a lot of different things about Boba Fett, trying to keep Boba Fett mm-hmm. uh, in the conversation uh, since, you know, his, his show kind of came and went last year and then, uh, you know, he, have, he was nowhere to be found this year, you know, in terms of Mandalorian season three. So he's trying to keep Boba Fett uh, and his character in, 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 in the conversation, um, and he went into further detail about his attempts to, to keep Bugra into the conversation, so we'll get into that as well. But the big thing this week, Shamari, uh, is we had another trailer for Ahsoka, uh, the Disney Plus yes. series that is coming out, uh, next month, uh, the, the next big Disney Plus series after Secret Invasion, um, and obviously the, the, the biggest Star Wars thing probably this year, so um huge deal we had another trailer uh and this one uh we got a lot of stuff sorry
0: yes, yes so this is a um uh, uh this is a big one so this and and kennel when when we watched this trailer you would have made the comparison to one of the one of the many memorable rebels trailers yes um that had been released, some of which debuted at at con's and other big events and you know seeing people shed very real tears lightsabers in the air lightsabers in the air tears being shed um you know people's reaction videos reaction videos people sweating um (laughs) a lot of sweaties um as uh the late john Schnepp would say so yeah it was this was this i'd say i would definitely say this was very comparable um this was very comparable to one of those trailers. Um, this was a big trailer. I texted you, Kendall. When I saw the trailer, I said, we got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, so here we are, and we're going to talk about it. So first thing I got to say is I wasn't expecting this trailer. I thought the last trailer we got was more than enough. I didn't need this trailer. Were you I thought, happy
1: that you got this trailer?
0: Um, that's That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I mean, overall, I, I'll say yeah. Right. I, I didn't need it, but overall, I'll say yeah. Um, and and I and of course I'll will I'll, I'll let you get to your piece in a second. I feel like I yeah. know why you asked that question, Kendall, okay. but <laughs> um, but overall, I'll say yeah. Overall, I'll say yeah. I, uh, seeing Thrawn, and, uh, and I'm hearing maybe that this is the trailer that was shown at Celebration that's what I wonder well,
1: too cuz the same shot the Elon yeah. Musk shot that got leaked
0: yes uh, from celebration it's the same
1: shot so it's a weird thing that they just wouldn't just show that at celebration right? Or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah so that's that so the thought is that this is the trailer that was shown at celebration which um which is interesting but um but yeah this is this is um this show is going to be very uh very interesting so we have the Thrawn, the clear shot of Thrawn. Of course, that has to be the first thing that for me. Um, I'm definitely a Thrawn person, a real pro, you know, proponent. Um, very excited. Was very excited when, when when Thrawn was introduced into the new canon because I had read the, the Thrawn trilogy um, written by Timothy Zahn uh, that was written, I believe, back in the 90s. It was many years ago. Yes, and then I didn't read it back then. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, reading back then. (laughs) But, um, but, but uh, I did, I did read them or go or go through them recently. And then I read the sequel, uh, "The Hand of Thrawn," uh, that takes place after the Thrawn trilogy. Um, and then I also read the Thrawn trilogy in the new canon by Timothy Zahn, and then the Chiss Thrawn trilogy um, in the new canon as well, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty well versed in, you know, Thrawn type stuff from Timothy's on. um, and, uh, so this is very exciting, and this is a really, really good, um, this is a really good, uh, visualization of Thrawn, I think, um, it could, it could, I, I will say, are there other people that they probably could have made look, quote-unquote better, whatever that means, um, maybe, but this is good, I'm happy with this, um, so, so yeah, the Disney visual effects and, and you know, makeup and design team did their thing, um, and, um, you know, we got a lot revealed, there's a lot shown in this trailer, um, we see the lady from Ahsoka season one, that Ahsoka was fighting before. Um, in Or not Ahsoka. In, in, um, from the Mandalorian. I believe it was season 2. Um, I believe when Ahsoka debuted. Uh, we saw the lady that she was fighting. She was is with the Inquisitor people. Yes. Um, and. Um, I forget her name. I apologize. Uh, and I'm not going to look it up right this second. But But she is with them. And so that. Is interesting and news to me. Um, and they look like they have some kind of, they're in some kind of space that looks like the world between worlds or looks like some kind of like, you know, totem or, you know, sacred space with like a star map that they're able to pull up. So they're looking for something or someone, maybe Thrawn, maybe, maybe Thrawn is telling them to look for something else, but it looks like there's a lot going on there. Um, um we hear race uh, um, uh, Ray Stevenson's character talk about Anakin and um mention how Anakin you know spoke so highly of ahsoka so we now he we know that he knew Anakin I guess um he must have been some kind of former Jedi fallen Jedi um and uh we also see what is definitely a confirmed inquisitor or it seems to be a confirmed Inquisitor. They have the Inquisitor Blade that Ahsoka is fighting towards the end. Um Now, and shout out to Stupendous Wave, having watched his breakdown on YouTube. Um, I do now know that is not the third brother from Rebels, because that would have been my first guess, because <laughs> his garb looks very similar to the third brother. Right. And we saw him, or was it the eighth brother? It might have been the eighth brother. Yeah, but we saw like him it. go down Um. In in a very pathetic fashion, to be honest. In Star Wars Rebels, um, um, we saw him going out quick. I believe Maul just dispatched him quick, but um, we didn't like see a body, so you never know. You when you don't see a body, but that's not him. That that Inquisitor or the Inquisitor from Rebels had three fingers. This Inquisitor does not have three fingers. This seems to be a humanoid Inquisitor, so I don't. I don't know who this is. So that's a lot of mysteries in this trailer. Um, uh, but Kendall, what are your what are your thoughts on this trailer? Did you need this trailer? Did you want this trailer? Um, what are your thoughts? There's a lot of Sabine stuff in this as well. Sabine talking about how she's I guess she's referring to Ahsoka as a master, maybe she's being trained. What are your thoughts on on just this trailer as a whole?
1: Yeah, I mean you know, I thought that this was, I mean, look, as a trailer, I mean, it's really good. I mean, it makes you want to mm-hmm. watch the show for sure. Um, it's better than the, it, I mean, it it probably is the best, like, trailer we've had for live action Star Wars, besides maybe, I don't know, Obi-Wan may have had some trailers, but like better than any of the Mandoverse I agree. Uh, trailers that we've yeah. had for sure. Because none of, none of those trailers are ever anything, you know, they, yeah.
0: none of those trailers show you nothing. I think this is comparable with like the Force Awakens final trailer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, the,
1: the thing, the, the the only thing about this trailer is I still question the handling of of, of characters like Thrawn and Ezra. Um, That's very correct. bizarre. Uh, you know, I think if you don't know what's going on, like you don't know who Thrawn and Ezra are. Then they seem pretty insignificant. I feel like in this trailer, mm-hmm. like they don't feel like a big deal. Um, but yet they're like the biggest deal in the trailer to people that haven't to people that, uh, that know who they are. Yeah. You know, so that's what's. they feel like There's a disconnect there. You know, like when, when we, when Thrawn got introduced in rebels and that first, that season three trailer that introduced Thrawn, um, for the people that didn't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn was, that trailer made him seem like the most important person in the show. You yep. know? Like, the whole second half of the trailer, is just just about Thrawn, you know? And he mm-hmm. introduces him in a way where you're like, okay, you know? That's true. If you're not familiar with this guy, you better be. You know? <laughs> you better do some reading, because it shows uh, the energy is about to shift with this show. Um, with this trailer, like, you know, it's a lot of you know, you know how Star Wars. is. a lot of aliens, a lot of people you don't really know. Again, the way Mando versus like, you're like that could just be some other guy. You know, some blue guy. I don't know. You know, he, I guess that's the villain. You know, um, and Ezra. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you don't know who Ezra is and you can't tell, like, yeah, that's just that's just some guy. You know, uh, they just don't highlight it at all. So I, I, that's the only part that bothered me a little bit. But in terms of the show, I mean, look, the, the Sabine. Stuff. It makes sense now because I remember I was complaining about the hair. I was like, I don't know what the deal is with like some shots she has long <laughs> hair, some shots she doesn't. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but in the but at the end of Rebels, she she has short hair. Like what? I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but now it seems like there may be some sort of time jump, or that or that uh, Rebels is after the show, possibly. Um because you know, or at least the end of Rebels, I should say uh which is interesting and it would make sense i guess why like well i don't know like is that ezra is that like ezra still missing right like they never saw him after what happened at the end of rebels right um i mean not that we know of right
0: not that we're aware of
1: so we're assuming he's still missing in this show i mean that seems like that's the point of the show
0: yeah i mean that i think that would be the assumption I think they're they're placing some kind of emphasis on him because they keep showing the mural, and right. like zeroing in on him. Right. So, we know some em- some kind of emphasis is going to be placed on him. Right. Um, I mean, my concern, and and I've I've told you about this before, but my concern is that we just won't see him. Right. Until the very very end of the show, and at that point, I'm literally asking the question. I mean, is there a season two? is there an, another show yeah, going out Ed- coming Ed- out like Ezra spin off there's some kind of Ezra show that we don't know about like like cuz that would be a wasted opportunity
1: and again I, you know I told you this all air, but like this goes back to when when I you know I asked the question do we need this do we need this trailer I, I don't I don't think we needed this trailer at all really I was going to watch it anyway mm. I was excited about the show um but especially like if Ezra is only if Ezra is Luke Skywalker, where like, he's in the last act of the last episode,
0: and that's it. <laughs> right. Then I didn't
1: need to. I didn't need to, and I didn't want to see him in this trailer. I mean, yeah, unless yeah. like you're telling me, like, look, that shot of him is in episode one, and then we don't see him again. Like that's just a, just some sort of hologram, hologram you know, of him, you know, and it's not like actually Ezra, um, and that's it. But like, but if but if if he kind of you know we don't see him at all we barely see him until the last episode like you said and it's like not even like the, B, like the end of the, the penultimate or something like that Like we don't see him at all for, until like the last act of the last episode again just just make that a, a surprise I, I, will, I know he's in it you know but like I just don't feel like and it goes back to what we talk about um, when it comes to marketing these shows I mean look putting Ezra in the trailer I guess like Drums up excitement in the Star Wars universe and like tells people like you gotta watch rebels and informs them of that, but you know I just don't know if Ezra is like moving the needle in terms of views you know maybe I'm wrong about that Rebels is very popular um but I just feel like anybody that knows that Ezra is in it like any like anybody that is a rebels fan probably already knows Ezra is in this show you know like I don't think that that I don't think they learned from that trailer. I mean maybe there are people. Maybe I'm underestimating. But um, it's not like they've blasted it everywhere that Ezra's in it, but it's pretty well known if you follow this stuff, but not everybody follows it like that, you know, like um like you know, EJ, our brother, like he wasn't like locked in on the idea that Ezra's one hundred percent in the show. You know, he knows who Ezra is, not a not a rebels watcher, but Yes, yep. familiar with the characters. so again, there's people that may not know that, and so you put it in the trailer, and then that kind of gets them aware. Like, oh, I didn't know that's in interesting, but but yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel like, in terms of it's not again, it's not like putting Vader in it, like you put Vader in a trailer, or Obi Wan, right. or Luke, or Han Solo, Leia, like the Chewie, like the, the legacy character, you put any of the legacy <laughs> characters, right. Anakin, like you put them in the in a, in a trailer, <laughs> Yoda, like that, they move the needle you know, to for casual viewers. But like I I wouldn't again I wouldn't consider really any of these Rebels characters that. And, you know, certainly not Thrawn or Ezra, even though those characters are popular uh, and they have cult followings. I feel like anybody that is aware of those characters and are huge fans probably already knew that they're in the show. So I don't know if you get much value by spoiling or showing them in it. Uh and those people are probably gonna watch it anyway. So that's the uh that's my only thing. Um is I'm concerned that if you're showing these characters, but they're not in it a lot, because I'm just not convinced that Thrawn and Ezra are in
0: it a whole lot. Um, I and- mean, I so I think, I actually think that Thrawn is going to be in like maybe like at least like half the show. Right. And, and when I say in it, I, I don't even mean he's going to get a whole lot of screen time, but just that he will be in the episodes, you know. Um, and Thrawn isn't like too chatty anyway. So I don't expect him to have like a million lines or anything. Um, but but I do expect him to like be in the show. Like like at a certain point. Maybe not like the first couple of episodes, but like I think at a certain point he'll be in the show and then we'll I mean, be able to see his perspective.
1: They're they're marketing it like he kind of is, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not hiding. That's how they're marketing him. it. Yeah. Like he's, you know, if he wasn't in it that much, I just don't think you show him at all. You know Hmm. personally and and that's why I'm a little worried but I mean the way They're showing him like You know and he's not like they're showing Him and he's like in some cave or something Like right you don't know where he is Like you know looks like he's just kind of doing his job You know the same way he usually would Um yeah I mean you know you mentioned uh You know Ray Stevenson's character Him and his you know it seems like his apprentice I don't know what their deal is like are they They're not Sith It doesn't seem um, right, but they're not definitely not jedi obviously uh so are they, they they seem like they're some sort of offshoot uh of some sort um sort
0: yeah of sort of an offshoot. yeah, um, it seem like it, it seem like they're maybe like dark jedi um fallen jedi right um seeing some i some, guess some,
1: some speculation that they may be working for the night sisters or some some sort of Something
0: along those lines. Um, that would be. I'm kind of hoping that's not the case. Yeah. Um. I I've seen speculation that. Um. There was some speculation. I forget who it was. There was some speculation that someone might be a night sister. Um. Maybe the girl. Or maybe yeah. that she was a night sister. Maybe or something. You mean she's um, not Marjade? Jade? <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I I hope no one thinks that because that <laughs> I, I would tell that person to give up. On Mara Jade should have been given up. There are some on Mara people Jade.
1: that seriously do believe that if she's not Mara Jade, that she's going to be like the the some kind of
0: Mara Jade equivalent.
1: Yeah, the heir to the heir to no. the, the empire. Mara Absolutely he, not.
0: Zero percent chance. Less than zero percent chance. Having read the Throne trilogy, in which like Mara Jade kind of shows up and kind of makes a, I guess a presence known and all that kind of stuff, and. This is absolutely not that. That's, is that that's even not even
1: You know, like, I, I, you know, I guess, like, I mean, I like mean, not of, in the any same way Luke that Skywalker stuff possible. Like Luke, we haven't seen Luke in this trailer. In the,
0: I mean, trailer. I think a Luke appearance is possible. I think right. that would be fun.
1: And that's the thing that I do want to mention. Like, as much as I am skeptical about, like, the fact that they've shown us way more than than Mandalorian and Boba Fett ever did. I am also still confident that there's stuff that they have under their sleeves that they are not showing. I think Filoni, like if you watch Filoni's episodes of Mandalorian so far, and you know, I don't know, did he, yep. I don't know if he ever directed a Boba Fett episode, but if you watch any of the stuff he's been involved in, like, like at the in the at the live action level, like mm-hmm. they've had plenty of Easter eggs. He's he's not afraid yep. to throw Easter eggs in. So like it seems like. It wouldn't be shocking shocking if every episode there's, like, multiple different cameos and easter eggs and name drops and a bunch of lore packed in there. So, I mean, yeah, like, showing Ezra and Thrawn might be enough to, like, try and grab some people that may have watched Rebels or may have been Thrawn fans and, like, you know, but may not have automatically watched this show, but, um... But like Zeb, for example, you show Zeb, I, wh- wh- where is Zeb? Well, he's got to yeah, be in the show. Yeah, Zeb's
0: got to be in the show. I don't, don't know put where he Zeb
1: is, in but. Mandalorian and not Ahsoka, it makes less than zero sense.
0: Yeah. Now, um, mind you, I don't know how much Zeb will be in the show, because I don't know how, he, he was such, the CGI was so, like, advanced on yeah, him. I know. I, I don't know how much of him, how much yeah. he will be in the show. he a secret invasion budget. You know, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, I I don't know how much Zeb is going to be in the show. it. He has to be in it, but I, I I'm willing to forgive the show if he's not in it that much.
1: He might they might give him an episode, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Kind of give him five or sixteen, and that's it, you know. Yeah,
0: maybe he shows up at the very end too, or something, something like that. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, again, Freddie Prinze sounds like he wants to bury the Kanan character. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, He's not expecting any sort of Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> I expect yeah. some references. Some yeah, game. yeah, I'm
0: expecting some references, but but definitely not an appearance. Uh, no, yeah, uh, or any sort of like... Or you have goals turning yeah, exactly.
1: no, no Force Ghost. No, like, yeah, no Force Ghost. Yeah, of that. no flashbacks. Yeah, none of that stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um... I mean, those are the main ones. I mean, there's, you know. Yeah. For sure, expecting. I mean, we kind of already know Thrawn's uh right-hand man guy. He was already in. Um, you know, Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, is Mando in this at all?
0: Uh, you know, you, you want to <sighs> say
1: yes, but...
0: Maybe. I kind of don't want Mando to be in it. I mean, not for any extended period of time. He, I mean, he can show up, maybe like an episode or part of an episode, but I don't want him to be like a recurring character because this what isn't. Well, the a thing
1: show. that I sent you, Shmari, a couple of weeks ago about like this show like taking place at the same time as Mandalorian season
0: three, like wasn't that a conversation? That was. Um, I think I had seen something. I think I was yeah. watching, and shout out to Star Wars Theory. I think I was watching him discuss this. Yeah, I guess there was an interview. Uh, yeah, Games Radar. Yeah, like, and I were- think I think uh, I think it was Sabine, the actress that played Sabine. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Said something about because they were asked. They they asked like, when is this? Yeah. And they said that this takes place concurrent with like season three, I believe. Or yeah, I can look that up, but but I believe that was a thing.
1: Yeah, you're right. She has a Sabine actress. Um, you know, who knows if, like, we're taking her words at, like, complete face value or she's just kind of saying, yeah, you know, they're all connected, kind of. Um, but uh, if she's like, if, because if, <laughs> there are sometimes these headlines, these Twitter headlines, can get a little uh, clickbaity where they're, you know, someone says one thing and then they, like, then they say, you know, Mandalorian Ahsoka takes place at the at the exact same time as Mandalorian season three, and it's like that. That wasn't a direct quote, you know. That's how you guys interpreted right. it, and I mean, I'd be one hundred percent the case. But if it is the case, I, I don't know. Like that's a little bizarre, you know. It I goes agree. back to Mandalorian season three. Like where is Thrawn? Yeah, uh, I agree. It doesn't make yeah. any sense for Thrawn to have not been in Mandalorian season three if he's like
0: if he's like, he's like this here, much of a threat.
1: Yeah, if he's out here in Ahsoka, like causing all this damage, um, and like there's this idea that in in the Mandalorian season three, like New Republic's like, oh, the Empire's done, like they're gone.
0: <laughs> right. and maybe
1: that's maybe that's part of the thing is that like, yeah, the New Republic thinks the Empire is gone and like Thrawn's out here, um, you right. know, out in the, on the unknown regions or something like that. Like, and the Empire is still like running stuff, and they don't have no idea, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how they navigate the timelines of it all. And what's the deal with, uh, you know, with the, with the two dark Jedi is what we're calling them now. Like, what's the deal with them saying like, Thrawn's the key to like, all this treasure or something like that? Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like wealth beyond your dreams or something. <laughs> almost it's like, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like is the the Rotel Dorado like, <laughs>
0: <what>? <laughs> like power, wealth beyond your wildest imaginations? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have to. Well, I, I, I'm willing to reserve judgment. Let I'll let uh Filoni tell his story. Um, I, I mean, I, I, w- honestly, when it's all said and done, I do trust that he will will try to tell a story that honors the Star Wars Rebels story. That also is appealing to m- m- more audiences and that also, like, makes sense and feels like Star Wars. Doesn't feel like some kind of cash grab where we got to find a way to force in Grogu. We got to find a way to force in something something I mean, else.
1: to m- play. Throw the Ewoks in
0: here. Yeah, you know, throw in this cute, fuzzy animal. Throw in these celebrities in here for this episode <laughs> because we got to do that. You know, I don't think, is, I don't think he's going to do any of that. No, so I don't expect uh, really anything like that. I expect this to really just try to honestly be just a rebel season five. You know, I, that's really kind of what I'm expecting. Um, but just heavily, more heavily focused on the character of Ahsoka. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's uh good. And then we also expecting Hayden Christensen as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's the other big um. I was not hinted. You or know,
1: teased at all.
0: Yeah, so there, there's a, there'll there'll be a lot going on.
1: That's gonna be so interesting about this show because like, you mentioned Hayden Christensen, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah duh, like it's an said, a show. But like when you watch it, especially this trailer, like you forget, like this isn't a Soka show, like this
0: isn't. Rebel. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It looks like you no. Know, we,
1: I mean, we just spent a whole conversation. We didn't even mention anything Ahsoka related. About this <laughs> sure. Right. We I forgot. totally forgot about her. Like, wait, this is her show. Right. You know. And so that that part will be interesting to juggle and I guess this is the second trailer so it's you know at this point it's like what else is there to show with her um and they did talk about her and Sabine and you know and that was a big that was a big reveal so to speak of her calling her master Sabine calling uh, Soka master and mm-hmm. um, what their dynamic is like and how it's evolved because again yes. we got a tease at the end of Star Wars Rebels but we didn't uh but we never saw it play itself out. Um, mm-hmm. It's so interesting because this feels to her like a tie-in comic, so to speak. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like it feels. Yeah, like, kind of has that feel? Yeah, it feels like you know, like we got the the time jump, and like this is like a tie-in comic that's like showing us how we get there. Um, <laughs> but we, it's very rare that you, that you see that play itself out in live action. So yeah.
0: And, and and I know there, there's there have been a theory out there that Sabine is force sensitive, and is Sabine force sensitive? Yeah, and it's funny, and it chopped against a stupendous wave because I didn't even think of this until I watched this video on it. It would be an interesting dynamic between her and Grogu, because Grogu is like a former Jedi turned in Mandalorian, and she'll be a former Mandalorian, possibly turned Jedi, right. or you know something along those lines. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know if she's force sensitive. If she is, how force sensitive, how uh, force sensitive she is. Because we see that Dark Jedi say that she has no power, you know, which would seem to imply that she doesn't have any of the Force. Um You know, we know she knows how to use the lightsaber. She was trained to use the darksaber. So... <laughs> um, I'm going to get an episode where we finally see, uh, you know,
1: Bo-Katan, like, try and recruit her. But, like, she says no, because that's really <laughs> a major omission.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, That's another kind of plot thing with this you know Mandalorian season three and it's always happening at the same time. I mean, so I guess that re- would be kind of explain her omission, maybe, right? We if she re- was with all Ahsoka, the
1: Mandalorians that we can find, and like literally the most high profile Mandalorian really, two of the most high profile Mandalorian Boba Fett and yeah. Sabine.
0: nowhere to be found. Yeah, nowhere, yeah, we don't know. And Sabine is of a notable house, too, right? Very connected
1: to that story, very connected. Uh, and knows Bok
0: Bogdan Bo very well. Exactly. They were like, they were they she knew them. They knew each other well. So it's <laughs> not like this would be someone that she doesn't know about or would doesn't think that she would need. Like they know they know each other. They know they both can fight. So but um so yeah, hopefully, I mean we we can still see that one day. It's not like we can't still see that, but it's just was a significant omission for sure. Um but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that we missed, know We just talked about Zed, talked about Anakin, talked about um the Dark Jedi, the um Yeah, I mean I don't know. There like it, it's yeah. funny you mentioned though, there really wasn't too much Ahsoka type stuff in this trailer. There's a lot rebel stuff. Right. So I don't know. But, I mean, but do you have anything so- else?
1: I know this show is going to be awesome, just because like I, I'd imagine you'd agree, like mm-hmm. the best parts of like the Mandalorian, and in my opinion, the best parts of like Obi Wan are like the Jedi stuff, like the yes, the, you know, the, like this show is going to be set centered around the Jedi, like and then like the least, like the, the parts where it's not Jedi related, it's going to be like Hera and like the New Republic,
0: and that yep.
1: you know, might be it, or, and, or you know, we or get, we're going to get a.
0: More Mon Mothma. And right, yeah, Mon Mothma is going to be a part of this. Uh, like. Kaz's dad the Senate. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Senator Yono.
1: So like, like, you know, all that stuff is going to be interesting as opposed to like, you know, having to sit through characters you don't really care about and, you know, you know, I'm not like saying I need a bunch of, I just need all lightsaber fights and whatnot, but uh, but, you know, just a little mm-hmm. bit more of that stuff, uh, is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, and like you said, I mean, Lars Mickelson, you know, like you said, it may not be the, like, the picture-perfect Thrawn. They made him look like Thrawn, for sure, uh, in terms of, like, the, the, that being would blue and everything, but just, you know, uh, as much as we talk about, like, the other guy, uh, Matt Smith being, like, you know, been <laughs> perfect for, like, the Rebels Thrawn that we saw. Um, But Lars Mickelson, you know, I'm sure will do a great job. I mean, he did a great job with his character before. Um, and just him being the same guy, like, sounding like him and stuff, I think seems to be very valuable as well.
0: I do. I, I would agree with that as well. Um,
1: the way he talks? Because he had a very distinct voice in that show.
0: Yes. Yes. Part of me thinks it might actually sound kind of weird seeing a yeah. person just talk like that. Right exactly. Uh, it was easier to believe in animation. Right. But, you know, we'll we'll see how it translates to uh to live action. He didn't sound like that in the uh, the other audiobooks. Um right. uh, shout out to Mark Thompson who was I believe it was Mark Thompson um, who narrated those uh original throne audiobooks uh, before the once it's funny cuz once the um, rebels came out the voices immediately changed. <laughs> In the newer audiobooks, uh, to sound like Lars Mikkelsen's uh, Thrawn, but, um, but yeah, it's a very different sounding Thrawn before. Um, but yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. This is be very interesting to see. Um, you know, we'll of course be following Ahsoka as always, and, um, you know, hopefully, as long as there isn't any other drama. <laughs> Uh, that comes out, um, not that there's been that much drama, but as long as there isn't any other drama. The next time we talk about Ahsoka, maybe the reviews. Whenever we start seeing reviews and reactions and things of that nature. Um, it comes out next month, so uh, we should be getting those, um, you know, any week now. We're in the middle of uh, July. Um, Alright, so next uh, topic we have here will be the writer's. Uh, and actors slash actors strike. The actors are now on strike two. Um, as kind of mentioned at the top of the show. Um, uh, with the Screen Actors Guild. And uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Or better known as SAG-AFTRA. Um, is um, is um, on strike now. Um, so they have um, uh, decided that the... Uh, negotiations have completely broken down um their demands uh just are not being met their needs uh quite frankly according to them are not being met um so they are on strike so what does that mean for star wars or hollywood in general but also specifically star wars so um that would halt um when it comes to them being on strike, along with the writers being on strike, that's also already affecting things. Um, basically, things might get pushed back and likely will get pushed back depending on how long, to be frank, the studios and, um, you know, studio heads, studio execs, uh, the people in charge, quote unquote, in Hollywood, um, the longer they refuse to to meet the demands of the uh, writers and the screen actors or, you know, television and movie talent. Um, so this is a big old conundrum. Uh, basically it's, it's, it's a big old problem. They're not able to, to find a middle ground, not able to meet, to find um, common ground. Um, and uh, I, I, in terms of like, you know, I guess what side, if you had to pick a side, I'm definitely, I would say on the on the act on the side of the actors and the writers again, who have already been on strike. I believe we talked about that before, but I'm definitely on the side of the uh, of the actors of the talent in in them not being. Um, and mind you, this isn't all just the you know millionaire celebrities. It's also like you know any other on on air talent or any yeah. other background people yeah. or. Yeah just and a lot of whom like you know production assistants etc that just don't make that much money like these people don't make that much money um you know and they get you know paid per project and whatnot so it's not exactly a stable or it, it can potentially not be the most stable um you know way to make a living so um so yeah i i support them i support those people and i'm in support of the the you know kind of bigger actors uh walking out um in solidarity with them um you know we don't it it's very in terms of what this might affect um i don't know how far along skeleton crew is kind of, do, do you because that's supposed to come out this later this year right
1: uh yeah i mean the thing with skeleton crew i mean i, I think you're just looking at like post-production stuff i believe it's already it's already been filmed that's what i would think yeah but if there's any sort of like you know audio that they kind of gotta dub over, like they can't right. do any of that or uh, reshoots or anything like that, can't do any of that, so uh, you kind of just gotta live or whatever. It's not like they were gonna be able to write anything anyway because they're in a writer's strike, so <laughs> exactly you know, frozen on terms of the product, which isn't you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but you know, it's also not like a normal. Atmosphere to be making a, a, a series like Skeleton Crew, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Skeleton Crew is supposed to be coming out, I believe, later this year. We'll see if that sticks. Um, I mean, the short term, the biggest, the biggest short term thing is like even Ahsoka coming out next month, there'll be no promotion, yeah, at least no actor driven promotion. Uh, you know, we'll probably hear some you know, creator stuff. I don't know what the deal is with Filoni because he might technically yep. be writers. I don't know if he's you know allowed to promote anything either but like
0: I mean he is a, he's uh, he's now in an executive position um I don't know what how that affects his membership quite frankly right and if he if he you know is I'm sure I'm sure at one point he was a member of um uh at least the writers Guild um yeah so I don't I don't know how much him being in this in this now new position of leadership, how much that affects um, his ability to because I feel like at this point he would almost certainly be on the other side of the table in terms of which <laughs> which group of people he'll be representing, just in terms of what group that he's in. Um like he is definitely now more sitting in the in I mean I can't I, I don't know. I'm not there. This is all just speculation. Right, I would think he is at his level, more in more, more cons- in more consistent talks with leadership at Lucasfilm, right? Than he is maybe with the exception of Ahsoka, because that's his. He's like running that show, but for everything else, basically, uh, you know, Mandalorian, any books, anything else, he is probably just briefing the leadership and whatnot on, on what his thoughts are. And that's probably more of where his focus is. Um Whereas the other people that are the people that are running those shows and running those projects and directing episodes and whatnot are just managing that. And he's just kind of overseeing things. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know how much I wouldn't think that he would have, he would be doing much in, in terms of this, um, he's probably just kind of waiting. I would imagine just waiting and hoping things go well,
1: yeah, um, yes, I mean, the promotion of that show is cooked,
0: uh, yeah,
1: which may be part of the reason why they they they, they threw out another trailer that was some traction back like <laughs> you know we gotta we gotta have something to show, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, and then what does this mean for it, like it's hard to say exactly what it mean for like stuff coming out two, three years down the line because we don't know how long it's going to last if this thing is done in two months, probably won't affect some of those like movies that they announced that much I uh, think Andor season two is going to be a little jammed up because I know they were filming that uh, or at least they were working on that and they had to stop um, The Acolyte I guess is kind of in the same boat as Skeleton Crew uh, where I think that that was like kind of in post production phase, so you know I think it's it's not a it's not ideal. I mean, obviously it's not ideal. They're not in as bad a shape as Marvel, uh, because Marvel was was uh, you know they're they're actively working on, a, on on a lot of different things. You know, their next literally their next movie after Captain Marvel two is Deadpool, which is filming right now, and so. Um, right. If that gets pushed back, like your next movie probably gets pushed back, and then now that you have to change your schedule, and move Captain America up, and all these different things that we talked about on Hero Talk. That doesn't apply as much to Star Wars. But what do you think about Bob Iger talking about how they need to push back on Star Wars content? I think that that's ridiculous. I mean, we talked about it from the Marvel sense. I thought it was ridiculous, but I kind of get it. Like, yes, has Marvel been a little bit more overextended uh, than they were back in the day. Absolutely. Um, Star Wars, I just I don't know, like, we haven't had a Star Wars movie in, like, two years, it feels like like, what do you mean yeah. back? The only thing we had this year was uh, was, I guess, Visions uh, Andor and, and whatchamacallit and now Ahsoka is that it? and Mandalorian, I guess, right? I guess that's three yeah, in the yep. year, that's not And was Andor, like, late last year, or was that this year?
0: Um, I don't remember. I don't recall. I think Andor was was this year, right? Oh, no, Andor was last year.
1: Andor was, yeah, it was late last year, ended at the end of last year. Um... So I get like it's still whenever you're talking about stuff like that, it's like andor Manor or obviously released within a you know a couple month window. But like right. so if you're just talking year to year, like 2023's only had two shows, live action, and then it's had and I guess was was Bad Batch season two this year as well.
0: Yeah, Bad Batch, yeah. So
1: I mean, I just I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think Star Wars has been, you know, drowning in all this content that they've been putting out. Like what what do you mean push back? Like push back mean no more Star Wars shows at
0: all? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Kendall. Um, yeah, we. I, I mean, we. Um, we had last year. There was Andor, Obi Wan, um, and um, what else we have last year? Andor, Obi Wan. Do we Obi-Wan have anything else last year?
1: year? Last year, book of Boba Fett.
0: Okay, book of Boba Fett. Oh, and we had a uh, Tales of the Jedi as well. Book of Boba Fett debuted like at the at the very tail end of 2021,
1: and then ran into 2022. For, like okay, like New Year's Eve, couple yeah. days.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I but I'm with you. I, I don't agree with Iger. I don't I haven't felt like oversaturated. I, I haven't felt at all like Star Wars has been spreading themselves too thin. Um now if he were to say instead he wants more of a focus on movies, that I wouldn't mind. Um if he were to say we're only gonna do if we're gonna do any Star Wars shows, we'll do one every like couple years. I'd be like, all right. I mean, that's. But we're gonna focus more on movies. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I, I that I wouldn't mind at all. Um, but do, do I think they've been doing quote unquote too much right now? No, because there's no movies. You know, like there's no movies, and as a Star Wars fan, I'm loving this. Um, I mean, I would almost point to um, and uh, well, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I'm not as as involved in the whatever the Trek the Treky Trek fan base. Um yeah. but um I almost point to them and be like, I feel like Trek's been doing pretty well, at least for me. At least in the content that I've consumed. I don't think that, you know, Kurt Alex Kurtzman who's running the ship over there in terms of creating all this content is spread too thin between lower decks and Discovery and Strange New Worlds and Picard and it didn't seem that, to me like he was just spread way too thin and he's, there's not enough time and there's not enough whatever. It's like, no, or too much money or anything like that. Like, it, you know, um, I think Star Wars has kind of been in a similar boat in that there aren't any movies coming out or, or no movies have come out. Uh, in fact, the opposite. Movies have been getting canned or just, you know, pushed back. So... um So it's really kind of been the opposite. Things have been getting slashed. um, And we've just had shows. Um, And again, and honestly, I feel the same in terms of, and we talked about this on Hero Talk, but I feel the same here when it comes to the issue is it the amount of things. It's the quality of the thing. Now, it's, if you think the reason for the lack of quality is the volume I mean, it, I I'd want to know like why they think that's the reason, <laughs> right? Um, you know, like, is there any kind of specific like thing or reason why you think because you're making this much stuff that it's poor now or it's not as good now? Um, now I, I do think Star Wars needs to like there needs to be a um. I don't know, a shifting of focus maybe. Because Mandalorian season three? We I think we both agree, would agree, wasn't the best. Um,
1: yes, you couldn't you couldn't rely on that as like your big thing.
0: Yeah. So um, there definitely needs to be some kind of, a shifting of focus and like a a, st- a steady, like a like a a a, a, a sing a focus story, you know. Yes. Um. So I do think they need that. But I don't think what they need is to just stop making stuff or make much, much, much less stuff. Um, that to and me look, sounds it sounds more like an excuse to cost to cut costs. Look, honestly.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um and I think that I I look at when I look at Lucas film and that that's that slate that we got coming up, and it's same thing I, I said when we talked about Marvel earlier this week. You know, if we're talking about volume is bad and quality is bad and Again, I don't think that right now Lucasfilm's in some sort of like DefCon Five, like you know, no, the star Sound, the alarms type of situation. But we're saying that look, we need money. We need to make more money. We need we need more hits. We need more buzz. Um, I think Ahsoka's going to help them a lot, just like we talk about. Like Deadpool is going to be good for Marvel, but mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I, I don't know about skeleton crew I, for sure i don't know about and I, i'm until we see more or if we see anything i'm still a little i'm a little skeptical on the acolyte i'm not out on the mm-hmm. acolyte for sure there's some interesting stuff that we've heard but um and obviously tomorrow you'll, you'll be more invested with the high republic background but like yeah i don't know if that show is going to be like uh uh, uh, like a internet breaker i mean like andor was really good i don't know if the buzz was what it needed to be um like and that's just because it's an andor show like what they really needed you know the mandalorian season three kind of fell flat and again we'll see what ahsoka but the thing that worries me about ahsoka is it being kind of like we talked about the acolyte kind of you know inside baseball kind of you gotta have to have seen Rebels, or care about rebels, or care about Clone Wars to really enjoy it. It seems like, um, so I just worry about what they have coming up and saying. Like, look, Obi Wan was like that big thing that like you could put next to a Star Wars movie and say, look, this is as big as anything that we've done in a long time. Right. Um, it's telling a story that people want wanted to see for a decade, you know, a decade plus. But, but outside of that you know, and Mandalorian kind of sputtering, like you said, like, they don't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, heavy, heavy, you know, don't have a whole lot of power hitters left in the lineup, you know? Now you're starting to get to some of these other shows that they were making and trying to kind of stall till you can get to these movies. And that's the thing that scares
0: me. Yeah. yeah I, would say,
1: I would say create a, another major um... Animated series, that would be my play.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Saloni makes some sort of a like, sequel trilogy, animated series, or make some sort of uh Luke Skywalker centric, maybe even a combination of both. Something, you know, that is, that could be, like, a really big deal. Because uh, assuming you can't do it. you can't play around with the deep fakes and the de-aging and all that, like, Assuming, I think that that's, that would be my way to go.
0: Um, you make like a Tales of the Jedi season 2? Or Tales mm-hmm. of the
1: Sith? I, I was thinking that. You know, you could do another Tales of the Jedi, but like, that's so, like, one-off. You know? mm mm-hmm. like, I almost feel like they need, maybe not a new Clone Wars, but like a new Rebels or something like that. Like, they have Bad Batch, which is good. You know, but... but kind of, it's
0: gonna end up like Resistance.
1: <laughs>
0: and end uh, up following Kaz again. <laughs> I don't know. The we, they, they had a sequel
1: trilogy animated series.
0: What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm... I mean, there is going to be kind of like a... a it will, I, or I guess we would be back in the place that we were when the sequel trilogy was going on. Yeah. Where most weeks we're not talking about an upcoming show or an upcoming thing. We're just talking about another episode of Bad Batch. Yeah. Or another episode of... <laughs> Of uh, you know resistance or you know there's this con that's coming up where we don't know what they're gonna debut or you know something along those lines. So or movie news of some kind. hopefully and again, hopefully things are clear enough. There's not so much drama with Kathleen Kennedy that we won't really have to discuss as much. Right. Um, in that regard, and I think I don't,
1: if, I don't know if Kennedy makes it to some of these projects.
0: Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Like um,
1: by the time these movies come out, if we're talking like twenty twenty five, yeah, six, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like Iger. Content. I mean Iger, he he called out Star Wars specifically. Yeah, Marvel and Star Wars, and that's you would think that's the opposite of what he would want. <laughs> right, tr- you know, being in a position where Star Wars is one of their most lucrative, um, you know, products. He's saying we need to scale back, you know, that that would imply that he thinks the leadership hasn't been, uh, you know, hasn't been, you know, yeah. optimizing, you know, their asset, their asset, you know, they haven't been as a, as uh, they haven't right. been haven't been doing what they should be doing. They haven't been performing, Uh, you know, so it's yeah, it's not a good sign. Um. I think, I honestly think a lot of the shows and stuff that have come out have kind of shielded us from some of the, I guess, you know, drama, kind of backroom stuff. We still covered it anyway on this show. But all the stuff with, you know, this Taika thing and then the Feige thing and then all of the, of course, all the, uh, you know, Patty Jenkins and, you know, uh, Benny Off and Weiss and Ryan Johnson and um you know just over the over these past several years you know all these things with all these different people um and you know eventually it's like you know the leadership's gonna be like what's going on here <laughs> it was like what yeah so um yeah so i don't know we'll yeah we'll see how that goes um but uh but yeah yeah it's this was gonna be an interesting thing to um interesting thing to follow when it comes to, um, whether they, they're pulling back on all these projects and then also how, uh, this strike goes as well. Um, you know, seeing what comes of that, what gets affected, um, hopefully not much, hopefully they can reach a deal, uh, quickly. And, you know, I mean, more or honestly, more importantly, hopefully these writers and actors can get compensated You know and and get what they're what they're asking for um and then so that also they can get they can go back to work and feel like they're being uh you know treated with with dignity and respect and being compensated fairly for the work that they're doing so um, yeah so hopefully they get all that and we can get back to enjoying um the content that they create for us all right and so the the last topic we have for this show is going to be uh, we're going to be talking Boba Fett. And when I say Boba Fett, I'm really talking more of Tamora Morrison um, because he has been, um, uh, I guess, just basically throughout this talk of scaling things back. And, you know, us just, you know, of course, and you mentioned as well, us just not seeing Boba Fett in nope. this uh last season of the Mandalorian even though they're they're they were <laughs> you know seemingly putting out call you know trying to unite all the mandalorians and have them all under one banner but Boba Fett is still just i guess on Tatooine um you know in uh in uh you know uh you know it being the warden of uh i guess Mos Eisley I guess or um So Tamora Morrison doesn't want his Boba Fett character to fade into the fade into nothing, basically. Um, So he um, is is basically stating outright that he plans to stop by L.A. um, uh, to to talk to some people to try to see. Uh, to make sure and he he literally says to make sure that th- th- he's not put on a shelf. Yeah. Uh, basically.
1: I, I was gonna say, I mean, look, I, I you know, I know is an international, you know, what New Zealand, uh New Zealander Kiwi actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. If- I don't know if he's a part of SAG, but everything's been put on the shelf, buddy. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing's, uh, nothing's going on. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't even know if he's gonna be allowed into any sort of Lucasfilm studio. <laughs> <or DVD>
0: studio. <laughs> yeah, he might be stopped by some of his colleagues. And be like, listen, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was also wondering if if um. I was I was wondering, I mean, is he going to be showing up as Rex in any of the stuff? I mean, I it's coming out. I am
1: if he doesn't show up in the Rex. That, you know, that hasn't
0: been confirmed or they not. They haven't not. shown that. That would be a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, that was the other one we didn't mention yet. Rex's,
1: uh, Rex, uh, <laughs> you know, we expect to show up, but, you know, hasn't been uh, confirmed yet. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, he's not dead, so.
1: But we do will take right? Well, no, I mean he's no, I was gonna make a joke. But, you know, we know he's you know he's around for the battle end <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no.
0: I mean I mean we assume he's not dead, right? I mean we don't know for sure, but. no he, he doesn't have to be. Well yeah, I mean he doesn't have to be yeah, like I said, he doesn't have to be dead. Right. It's not like it's just nonsensical for him to not be dead. It's not like he's Lord
1: chain attack end
0: he's still. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I um, in terms of Tamar Morrison, Boba Fett, I mean, I support him, I guess, just wanting his character to still be um, still be a part of his Boba Fett character specifically to still be a part of Star Wars. I mean, I think that would be really I think it would be good. I enjoyed his character more when they showed him in The Mandalorian as opposed to in his own show, which is unfortunate. Um, hopefully but it's
1: not the case with Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what we're hoping. Um, Hoping it's not the case for Ahsoka. But um, but you know, I I, I support him wanting to to not fade away. I I'd, I'd love to see more Boba Fett. Have him show up in a more in the Mandalorian, or maybe even give us a season two. I suppose though. Hopefully they get off of Tatooine. I'm kind of done with Tatooine. I don't know. It's just I don't know what it is. I'm kind of just fatigued with Tatooine. But um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind a season two if they wanted to do something like that, or if they wanted to. Star Wars to, uh... Outlaws
1: on Tatooine. What? Huh? Isn't Star Wars Outlaws on Tatooine the game?
0: <sighs> is it? I believe it is, or at least a portion of it. And I'm not mm-hmm. happy about that. Kind um, of, kind of, kind of done with Tatooine. But um, uh, you know, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm. I'm I don't mind seeing more Boba Fett. So I support tomorrow Morrison as just as a fan. I definitely support tomorrow Morrison just in terms of him wanting to remain a part of Star Wars. I enjoyed um, I enjoy even if I, you know, Boba Fett isn't my favorite Star Wars thing. I still enjoy seeing him as Boba Fett. So I definitely am not someone that will want him to be put on any kind of shelf. I do want to see more of him.
1: Yeah, I mean. I agree. You know, I think he has a ton of value uh, just as like a clone in general. Um, You know, the one the one thing that like the one clone that I don't think we will see him play is any of the Bad Batch. Uh, Mm. That'll be tough, you know, but yeah, but that I I do want to see some of these Bad Batch characters in live action. I just think that you'd have to recast.
0: It would be nice to see Omega you yeah. know in something yeah. I yeah. almost don't care too feel like what?
1: they all you know I mean I, I think they all have things that can translate to live action I mean Echo you know mm-hmm. it's tough obviously <laughs> for a lot right. of reasons but um, but they all have value in a lot of different ways like Hunter I mean he's just Rambo like you know <laughs> right. character, you, obviously working Star Wars you know uh Tech, you know, is obviously also just very, very easy character to just translate in any scenario. scenario. But, um, so yeah, Kenny, no, Kenny, I mean, you gotta watch uh, season two, Kennel. Gotta I, do, I gotta watch, I do have to finish season two. I, yeah, I could be, I could be saying stuff that just isn't even like your hunter might be away from the team or something crazy. Anyway. Yeah, Kenny, you gotta watch I mean, no. season
0: two, you gotta update, update your knowledge. Uh, it's good, yeah, definitely an upgrade, Kennel. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right, I gotta watch that, but, um. But yeah, no, I mean, but but beyond the bad batch, like you know, like you said, you mentioned Rex. And obviously, what he's done with fed like yes, he's a valuable asset for Lucasfilm. Um, I mean, shoot, they they just got him DC, DC, you know, just got him to do a cameo in the Flash. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but um, but like got him doing a a, a cameo in the Flash. So it's not like he's mm-hmm. you know not uh. You know, it's not like he's like retired or anything, you know. He's still gettable for sure. Right. He wants to play his character obviously. So um yeah, I mean I I would definitely support it. Uh and again, this is a legacy character. Not only is it a yeah. legacy character, but it's a legacy actor in Star Wars who is playing a legacy character in Star Wars in, in, in Star Wars. Um and he's got to like practically beg them and make have a put out a public campaign to
0: keep his character yep.
1: alive when they're actively <laughs> making Star Wars shows in his timeline.
0: And and Kendall, you know what? And and you know, we it feel like we get to this point in almost every episode. But you know what? He wouldn't have to say that to Dave. He wouldn't have to go to Dave's office. No. And ask him, hey, please don't put my character on the shelf. Dave would be like, don't worry about it. I yeah. would imagine, at least based on just what I've seen of him. I don't know Dave personally, but just from what I've seen, I would, I would imagine he would be like, no, you're not on any kind of show. I
1: right. have a
0: plan for you and this, that, and that. <laughs> right. So just be ready. You know, that's what I would imagine. Right. So, you know, so this is, you know, it's just they need people in leadership at Lucasfilm that just care about Star Wars that aren't just, okay, how do I make the most money right. as fast as possible? You know, how can I make the cutest possible character to sell the most possible toys? Like that's not like that's just not um that's just not who needs to be leading and, and guiding the stories, especially behind Star it,
1: Wars. But you know, that's how I wanted this movie to go. Yeah. <laughs> Like you know, you want at the end of the day, this stuff is for the fans, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. you can't you know push like some Baby Yoda thing because you had to sell toys. Like Baby exactly. Yoda was awesome in season one. Uh, he's awesome in season two. Whatever they did decide to do in season three was obviously some studio interference. Yep, you know it just didn't make sense with the trajectory of the story. Um. You know, I, I mean, I, again, that or, like, whatever they had carved out, like, just was sloppy. You know, if they knew that from day one, yeah, he's going to go all the way to this point with Luke, and then in the last minute, just be like, ah, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that was a very bizarre deal. And That happened, I guess, what, in a different show? Like, what what was that? Like, imagine, yeah. we've said it a million times in the show, but imagine you watch season two of Mandalorian, <laughs> and then you watch season three immediately, and you're like, what? Wasn't he? And obviously, you know that you missed something, and you got to watch the other show. But, like, that's ridiculous that you have to watch another show to understand from the end of one season to the start of the next. <laughs> like, something completely fundamentally is, is something fundamentally completely different. So, yeah, I mean, again, you know, some of that stuff, like, that's so sloppy and the studio interference and whatnot, that shouldn't happen um, for such a major property. Uh and stuff like that, that, you know, you question, like you said, questions, some of the, some of the higher ups and, um, i honestly like, not to make this a Kathleen Kennedy thing, but I kind of feel like Kennedy's value was met and reached once we got past the sequel, trilogy. I feel like that was her project. And, yeah. it, and for the most part, I think it worked. Like it didn't work as much as they would hope because if it did, like they'd probably make it another trilogy or they'd be, yep. You know, capitalizing off billions and billions off these characters that they created. So it wasn't a slam dunk, but it, it made a lot of money. So I got to give them that. Um, and they made their money back that they that they gave to, to Disney, or they get that they gave to George Lucas. So yeah, yep. she did her job. I feel like her job is complete. You know, she got the streaming service, <laughs> service stuff launched, going. Give her credit on that. Iger seems to be very trepidatious about this disney plus thing in general i don't know what the future i like the future is not going anywhere just because streaming is the future but like their investment in like original content is i think something that they're you know having second thoughts about um but like you know i just wonder if there's another figure that makes more sense in this new era of star wars because we have three movies that are coming out that like as much as they want to pretend are like very connected they they just there's very little connective tissue between the three like james Mangold first jedi movie and then a a daisy daisy ridley you know uh seemingly like a a spin-off of the sequel trilogy movies you know continuation of the sequel trilogy movies and then a Mandoverse movie that's like a culmination event of all these streaming terror shows. Like, it, no, there's no very little connective tissue between the three. Um, you know, after we just had like an era, and I'm not saying every like we need like another Star Wars, another Skywalker saga of trilogy of movies, but like, you know, I wonder like what is the face of Star Wars right now? Like, I don't think they have one. Like, it's Mandalorian, like, that's what it is, but like. You know, again, that's a uh, that's a weird place to be in. You know, where Mando is Grogu are like the face of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's not necessary. Um, it just it feels like. I mean, one of the reasons the Mandalorian worked was because it was something new, something fresh. Yes. Um. And.
1: The expectations weren't through the roof. Like it was kind of, it was well, unknown. It wasn't some like, "Oh, this has to be better than Empire," or "I'm out." Yep. Anything. It was crazy. It was like we don't We don't have any precedent for this. Like anything is great, and it ended up being really good. Yep. It wasn't some pressure because season one, like season one, kind of did its own thing. Like it wasn't a uh, an entire Easter egg fest, and it wasn't all this different stuff. Like some of these episodes weren't super high stakes, but it was good.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, this yeah this. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think this story just kind of just doesn't reflect positively in Lucas from leadership and to Morrison's need.
1: The fact that to, Morrison's got to say this stuff, man, to like essentially big. Like I said, like imagine if it's not quite you and McGregor, or it's not quite, uh, you know, even like a. Like a a Natalie Portman, but I mean, you know, this is a guy that just starred in a in a recent show that is that was somebody that you brought back from over a decade ago, almost two decades ago. That you are now that now has to go out is playing a character that's like past his 40th anniversary, like, and it's Mm -hmm. like one of the 15 most no recognizable Star Wars characters we have, maybe top ten. And we gotta, you know, and we gotta beg. Like these guys gotta beg and put out a, a, a campaign to say, don't like bury my character. I still wanna play him. It's, it's man. Yeah. And look I mean, again, like, I know Doesn't the make any sense. wasn't all time great for with Fett. But I just think, like you said, from an optics standpoint, it's not great. Just like the optics weren't great when Tomorrow was talking about, yeah, like, you know, they said they were going to use me, and then I just never got the call. Like, what? Yep. Like, you know, the fact that he's got to then say, like, now nah, I got to go to them and, like, talk to them. Like, this conversation should have already been had. We shouldn't be wondering what is uh we shouldn't be wondering what you know he shouldn't be wondering what's the future of both he should already know
0: exactly
1: he should already know he, he, once he had his public comments calling and like
0: up. i said kennel different leadership he already knows yeah he already knows he's already been told yeah, I, this we is the plan followed
1: that I have. the verse and all that stuff yep. you know between obviously clone wars but they're
0: particularly rebels
1: like you know, it never felt like there was any sort of ruffling of
0: anything. And yeah, I mean, we watched the, you know, the the Rebels after shows. and
1: Yeah, and the Star Wars show every week. Star and Wars show. And that he would do, and all the panels.
0: and We watched all that stuff, and it was always, yeah, this is this was our plan, and Dave told us about this, yeah. and then it was, you know, it was so always like... He approached
1: me about this, and I was all in. Exactly. You know, he came to me. I, like, Clone Wars Season go 7. Same thing. You know, he's the one that went, went out and sought out Timothy's on when he was making Yeah. When they were introducing Thrawn. Like, you know, obviously he gets the dynamics of some of this stuff. But you know, I mean and, and again it's tough sometimes when you're at the top, but like I just wonder, you know, like again, conversation like a conversation like that, I don't know. And look, maybe Tamar Morrison, like we're only hearing his side. And maybe he's just a guy that likes to talk and you know, maybe they have had these conversations with him and he's just, like, he didn't like what he heard and so now he's, he's ruffling some feathers publicly. I don't know. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but assuming, like, we're just taking everything at face value, I mean, this is, uh... You know, it's not an ideal look for Lucasfilm. Like, I feel like the comparison would be, like, if, if we had, uh... You know, if we, I don't know, if we had, like, you know, James Franco talking about, like, yeah, you know, I've been going to Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal while trying to come back and play Harry Ottenborn and they're just you know, they're just buried and it's just like, damn like, or you know, right. someone, someone of a legacy like that, you know, or someone from those X-Men movies that is, you know, James Marsden or like somebody that's like, wow, can't even get a meeting, you know yeah, oh so, yeah, bizarre bizarre, bizarre uh, situation uh, with, with this uh, actor this character, but um but it'll all work out i mean the way he wants to play it as much as he wants to play play this character like he they'll bring him back uh i don't have a whole lot of hope that we're getting book of boba fit back i don't know how much i need another book of boba fit but uh but i liked him and i like Phoenix Chan, so i want to see both of them back
0: yeah yeah um yeah I, I mean i think we'll see him again you know i know we'll see tamar morrison again but I'm yeah. uh, I'm thinking we'll see the Boba Fett character again. In some in some way, shape or form. He still wants to play the character. He still can play the character. I think if you ever want to show the character again in live action, he's still obviously the best choice to pick to portray the character. Yes. So um so yeah, I definitely think we're gonna see Boba Fett again. Um but I think that is a good place to end the show. Um As I said, of course, we'll be following all this all the Ahsoka stuff. Ahsoka is the next big project so that is what we will be primarily tracking um is uh that and then skeleton crew later this year that skeleton crew will be the next kind of big thing um that we'll be tracking um star wars um i don't know i know of course they're having the um uh they have the publishing panel uh, next week at at uh, San Diego Comic Con, um, I don't know how the writers exactly are going to be treating this striking situation, or or you know the authors are not exactly sure, um, but, um, but we'll be tracking any of the information that comes out of that, um, as as well in terms of any kind of Lucasfilm presence at San Diego Comic Con, um, to see if anything comes out of that, um. But outside of that, that... that Charles Soul is a WTA member. Okay, yeah, so he is a member. I do remember he has had mentioned, he, he kind of been posting on his social media about this, so we may not be seeing or hearing much from him, uh, you know, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens with all that. Uh, but that'll do it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening in. Uh, I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace.